for the year, you know, for my Tupac rap phenomenon. You know, you think you maybe give me like a like a holiday guest spot? Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah. You just want like a little mix show, a like hey. something. Nope, sorry, we have our staff. And, you know, it's not like I, I blame them for it. It's like, I, you don't owe me nothing. But, you know, I went through a couple of iterations that it's like, yeah, no one's going to put me on. No, no one's going to put me on. But, you know, you know, you look like, a, you know, you look at, for example, like, a, a, what, Desus and Meru? Like, Desus and Meru. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would come up with interesting content, like from Vice. But once they got fired from Vice, they had to walk away from all that. They don't own none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on a Showtime show, and, and that may seem like, ooh, wow, a show on Showtime. When Showtime ends that show, Showtime will end, will own every single piece of that content. They'll have to start over again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I remember because we're working on some deals right now, and and we, we had to actually do analysis, and on a typical year, 40% of our traffic comes from catalog. From, from old shit. Really? Old shit. So, At what point did it really start, like, hitting? Because, like, you've been, like, you know, doing content for a long time. But I felt like it was within the last couple of years that people saw going out really? to these events. Yeah. Yeah, like me and Drake got into it at one point. Drake's crew, not Drake in particular, you know, but coming from Drake. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa. <laughs> oh, you never said anything about Drake. Uh, I, I said it in my Charlemagne interview. Yeah, like, I remember when I met Drake. Um, originally it was at a Beats by Dre party and he was walking past me like, yo, Drake, what up? Vlad from Vlad TV. He's like, oh, oh yeah, man. You know, stop talking shit about me. And I'm like, he said that to you? Yeah. No and I'm like, I swear to God. What year is this? 2014. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't think anything that's of it. That's the first thing he said to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's weird. Whatever. And then um, we ran into him again um, in New Orleans for All-Star Weekend. And, you know, I took a picture with him and anything else like that. And I talked to his man, uh, Oliver, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys know. He's like, yeah, we know about you. And I'm not really picking up the bad wait, vibes, wait, really. Wait, 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 wait. So you see your buddy. It's, a, it's a Oliver who runs, like, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I'm he's like, like yo, I, we know about you. Yeah, that sounds like a setup. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, yo, we're trying to get him. I mean, because I'm thinking, like. You're thinking it's no big deal. I'm thinking, yo, we've been supporting this guy nonstop since he started. Like, Nobody th- th- there's a million him. fucking articles praising him over and over again. Drake does this, Drake does that, Drake blah 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 blah. You know, I'm not thinking like a Charlemagne who comes on the show sometimes bashes him a little bit. You know, <laughs> and um, and he's holding against you. I'm not knowing at the time. And then, um, you know, I ran into one of his people. I'm not going to put his name out there. And me and him, me, me and him, exchanged numbers. <laughs> Not gonna confirm nor deny that. And me and him exchanged numbers. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe we could do something. Blah blah. I was like, yeah, cool. And um, I guess what happened was when he went to Drake. Oh yeah, me and Vlad. Oh, I just met Vlad. And I guess Drake's like, oh no, he 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 dissing me or something. So then this dude comes up to me. He's like, yo man, what's up? Wait, wait, in, in the same setting? In the same, yeah, in the okay, same okay, okay. stage. So yeah, you, we're, we're you meet on one of the guys, you give him the number. Yeah, and then I and guess then, he goes to Drake and he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, Vlad's in yeah. here. And he's like, Vlad. Vlad, yeah. Even though I take like pictures with him thinking it's cool. Oh, man. My dumb ass, you know, but I had security with me. You had security at that time? Yes, I had security with me. What type so, of event is this? Because and mm-hmm. like, wow, that, that could have been me. I could have gotten shot. You know, uh, I people getting killed. Uh... You know, and and it's just like, at, at the end of the day, there's 
roughly 20 families that I feed. Like a, like a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure is on me financially to make sure that, that people pay their rent and, and, and put food in their stomachs. So, so I have to treat myself as, as, as a breadwinner. You know what I mean? I can't just be reckless in, in, in the way I move around and just hope for the best. Because hoping for the best is a great way to have the worst happen to you. Can I answer for um, um, are you talking Quinn Miller? Quinn Miller. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we, we broke that story. Quint, the, yeah. And, 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 and Quinn Miller said, came on your platform Quint and admitted it. Quint By the way, true. Yeah. I don't know if his team at that time told me, they said, we have the footage. We're waiting on him. Huh. Like, there's so much that, you know, you, you've probably been privy to and also means it's behind the scenes. Yeah. And we, we operate as media outlets, right? Nick's team had told me to say, act. We, they told me, like, the weekend after it happened, we just jumped Quinn Miller. Yo, we caught him. He was in a Nike store. Yep. We beat the brakes off that boy. We got it on camera. Mm-hmm. But Drake want to do all this stuff? Let's wait for them to lie about this. Because I was asking, like, are you trying to, like, you're telling me you have this on video. Are you trying to send it to me? They're like, no. We're going to wait till he lies. What happened? He goes on Vlad TV. Tell the truth. He just told the truth. Shout out Taxstone was the one that actually told me the story on camera. About mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it was what had happened was he told me the story on camera and then he said, take this part out. So we took it out. And then coincidentally, maybe a few weeks later, we had Quentin Miller scheduled for an interview. So then I hit Taxstone and said, Hey, listen, do you mind if I mention what you you know, I know you told me to take it out when we were doing it, but do you mind if I mention it during my Quentin Miller bit interview and, and play the part? He goes, yeah, go ahead. Mm. So then, you know what I'm saying? I, I played it for Quentin. Quentin's like, yep, that's what happened. He's like, and, he's he, smart. He, he did the best and, he, and he quoted the line. He said, I should have blood. He actually quoted a line from one of his songs. He's like, yeah, that's, that's what it's talking about. He did the smartest thing. Yeah. And, then, and, then when, and then when Taxstone interviewed Meek, Meek denied it. <laughs> this, is, this is how it works. This is the world we live in, man. It's all smoke and mirrors at the end of the day. Like, the truth is, Whoever writes it, in, in a way, you know what I mean. Um, obviously, some people. Other than the obvious situation, is there any other clothes? Because people ask me that nowadays. Like they ask me that a lot. The, like I, Adam asks me that so much. It's like, like he wants to hear like some life threatening shit. Like yo, what? But like other than like I'm out here now in Cali. When I go back to Jersey, I live out the way. Mm-hmm. So you have New York. Yeah. New Jersey and like the little parts near New York. I live in fucking. I live in mansions just way out. Yeah. Like, you know, if you come by me, you want some other shit. Right. I don't really frequent around this industry. Yeah. Have you had close encounters like beyond the drink shit that you're like, man, I'm not gonna. Like, when did you realize you had to get security, like real security? Because uh, early, early, look at the, the super rare. Look super at the, yeah, Look at the Jay Z. Look super, at the Kanyes. Look at look at the that you know, but then, but you know, but look that at that is one of ones, right? And and look at, for example, what Kanye has to do each time around. He has to outdo himself and be more outlandish and do more crazy shit. Like, Vlad, Scooter Braun is richer than ninety nine percent of rappers. I believe it. I believe it. And Scooter be, Braun came. Scooter up, Braun bought Taylor Swift's catalog. Right. Think about it. Yeah. Justin Bieber's manager. Right. Got so rich, so powerful, he bought. The catalog of what people would think is the hottest artist uh, and, uh, of like last probably 
10 years. Back in 2013, I was talking about buying XXL. And I never did because we couldn't really come up with a price. But, Why? but I just valuable property in the future. And if I could get it at a reasonable price, I could, I could sort of, it could sort of be the yin to my yang. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, okay, here's sort of like a traditional hip hop platform. There, there's a, you know, everyone still wanted to be on the cover of a magazine for whatever reason. And, and they do more sort of music based stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my stuff is more, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So it was just, okay, it might be a good business to, to just own, but how far did you get in like negotiating that? Me and the publisher had a couple conversations, like in New Orleans, like how I mentioned that yeah. one weekend, we sat down and we talked about it, but they were like, they wanted like a, a price, but I couldn't look at any of their financials, and I'm like, this is not a serious conversation, mm. we're not going to have this type of conversation. We're just trying to sell that shit for over ten million. No, well, I don't. No, I think it was like a few million, but you know, it ended up getting really? no. Yeah, it was something like that. But at the time, like, it, it, three, four million. At the time, this was, I think, before the freshman thing had oh. really taken off, and it was really like in a no no man's land at the time. And they got bought out by some Spanish media company. Oh, did they? Eventually, yeah. Like I think, and I remember when I hit him, I said, "Oh, he's like, I didn't even know about it. I guess it went above him, above his pay grade when it got sold." But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I might I, buy I, B, I might buy BT at one point. No, no. See, this is where I, I, this is where I might buy. This, it. No, this is where I had to. I said it. Adam <laughs> cannot buy BT. This is where I gotta come in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's disrespectful. I mean, well, well, I mean, who owns MTV now, right? It's Viacom. Viacom. It's not like Bob. Well, it's well. not like Bob Johnson owns. It. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna ask you a random arbitrary question. Okay, got it. What percentage of rappers you think make more than five million a year? I mean, out of all the rappers or the, major, rappers. Or the major label rappers? All rappers. I mean, including all the SoundCloud rappers and everything else like that. Okay. So I mean, like how, how low down okay. the totem pole do you want to go? Stick to major label. Okay. Major label rappers make five million a year? Consistently or just one year? Just like, like three years in a row? Consistently? Not their peak. Consistently. Maybe five percent, ten percent. Definitely not ten. Five percent. Three to three to four, if you ask me. Okay. It's really probably like, especially being a mid a mid tier rapper. You know, I think is one of the hardest. Most of the people you interview, Vlad, you make more money than. And and yo, know, I, I remember even Maybe. I remember even thinking about this thing with Charlamagne, and I was like, that has made that person think. And 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 when I've thought about the regular consumer, like they buy into it. They're like, yeah. oh. This guy who's doing the if if nothing else people learn from me, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna show people that hey, listen. Like recently, I've been telling people, I'm like, hey, listen, if I'm gonna think about a 20 year career, I, w- I wouldn't be a rapper, wouldn't be a rapper or a singer, I would be a manager. The managers are making more money, the label owners are making more money, the media, if, and if you could last 20 years as a media platform, a media personality, yeah. a manager. Uh, a label owner, you've made more than 98% of rappers. 98% of them. Right, because, I mean, you got to think, unless you're a Drake, someone with just this weird, <clears throat> you know, run that no one's ever done, ever, that anything he touches automatically is going straight to, rap, you know, rap caviar and all over and so forth. The, the typical rapper who has a big song, how do they follow that up? You know, like uh, the pressure to try to follow that up, and and there's no like you know what I mean like I could tell you, you know we interviewed Mike Tyson. I knew about 
how many views it was going to get before we ever put it out. Do making a song is not like that. You can make a song like I mean I think Turk uh, did an interview with me. He said when he got out, he had a song with Lil Wayne and Kodak Black, and on paper that song should have been through the fucking roof. It didn't do nothing because he owned that song. Cash Money or whoever Wayne was with at the time wasn't going to push it. Kodak yeah, Black's yeah, label yeah. wasn't going to push yeah, it. About it. It was just him. He had no machine behind him. The song didn't go anywhere. This is this is his words, not mine. Yeah. But he but on paper it looks like it's going to be the biggest thing ever. Wayne and Kodak Black probably their own, their first song together. You know what I mean? Like so so there's no there's no formula for this shit. If if the public doesn't take to the artist and the song for whatever reason, you will slowly fade away. Yes. Later on, his tune changed about his content being on Vlad TV. Yeah. Whatever happened. Yeah. So, so Lil B, um, when you know, and he'll he'll probably tell the story a little bit differently because when I spoke to him, he remembered things slightly different. You know, and, and he was high. Huh? He was high. I don't, I don't even well, know. Who, who, know. Who knows? Who knows? And 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 at the end of the day, what I've learned over time is whenever someone has a disagreement the stories will always be slightly different. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying I'm right, I'm not saying he, he's right, but, but you know, him and I, originally, when he started to really pop, and he's being from the Bay, like I am, so I've always had a soft spot for yeah. people from the Bay. I'm like, yo, like, like you know, you're dope. You know, uh, you know, can we put up your stuff on our YouTube channel? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we started putting up his videos on our YouTube channel for years. And, and in the process, and people don't really realize this. Like, when we fuck with you, we really fuck with you. So I would bring his name up in interviews all the time. I'd be interviewed Jadakiss. I'd bring him up. I'd interview this person. I'd bring him up. So so we, we brought a lot of energy to his name. You know, I'm not going to say we, we were the reason for success, whatever. Like, he's his own man. He's, he created his own lane. But we we were the main outlet behind him pushing his stuff. And, like, Wonton Soup had gotten, like, 10 million views on Vlad TV and everything else like that. And then one day he was like, yo, um, you've made all this money and he, some astronomical amount, which was nowhere near what we made. You know, you made all this money and, you know, you, you never broke us off. And I'm like, you gave us permission. If you want to make a deal moving forward, we could talk to you about it, but I'm not just gonna, you know... Basically, he started blocking watching you. So it's it's one of those things where like a little bit, yeah. Like he was getting this great free promo. He had no problem with it, but he felt like he felt it was unfair because he felt like you were getting too rich. Yeah, and he also would say things like, "I'm the reason why Vlad TV got popping because everyone was looking for little B content and go to your channel." So we said, "Listen, if you don't want it on there, we'll take it all down. We'll take down every single video." Did you take everything down? He said, "Yeah, I want it all down." I said, "Cool." Every single video came down. And you know, is it still down? Yeah, yeah. We haven't had a little B video in probably like seven years or, or something like that. Damn. And you know, you could say around that time, you know, the energy wasn't, you know, without us, with us being the main media outlet pushing him, and you take that away, you know, some of his buzz and energy, you know, started to die down a little bit. I feel, from from my point of view, yeah, and. You know, he still feel, you know, at the time, he still felt like, well, I'm the reason why Vlad TV. I remember me and him had a conversation, like, I'm the reason why Vlad TV got popping. I'm like, we haven't had your stuff in five years. Why are we still popping now? Oh, well, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, 
So at one point we said, cool, like there's no hard feelings on our end. You know, we had your videos on there. We appreciate you letting us have these videos on there. If you feel that you don't want them on there anymore, it's your property. You know, which is why we never really have other people's videos on our channel anymore. Because yeah, yeah. we don't like that whole like, oh, well, now I want it down. So it's like, we just put out stuff that we own completely. But like, yeah, we took it all down. And that was pretty much the end of our relationship. He took a few little shots at me and whatever. But it's, that's not really a big deal. And we've even talked about doing an interview since then. But a little B feels like he's bigger than so you keep that trash. You can get the source. <laughs> like, if, if we're thinking about really other like, outlets that, or whatever at this point, what other, you could get BT, no, no, not BT. BT just, if, if, if you get BT, you got to change the name. I, mean, I, might, I might buy Revolt one day. Or at least, at least a YouTube channel. Yeah. But his name, his name and reputation is more than life for Revolt. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he's a business person. He's gonna focus on where the money's at. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I know we're we're, we're kind of like I think in tongue and cheek saying, okay, that could be whatever, whatever. But do you think, even where, you know, I have enough capital where, if I see something that can either help what I'm doing or even potentially before it becomes a competitor, buy it. Could you even? Reasonably, see double XL in 2021 mm -hmm. revolt as anything as a financial like. Would it even make sense to buy? Yeah, like you're not buying. Probably not. I mean, but it depends on the price. And it depends on on the catalog. It depends on like. Revolt don't got no goddamn catalog. What are uh, you gonna do? You, are you gonna own Joe's show? That's what he has. They had that. Then we got there are a few cool shows on there. And then um, Justin, uh, Justin LaBoy had a show on there. Yeah, I mean, what's his name? Um, the Big Facts Podcast is on there. That's what show me his network, I think. Nah, on the YouTube side. Oh, okay, okay. okay, not, okay. Not, the, not the podcast side. Charlamagne does podcast deal. The, 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 the black... Mm, the black effect. Black, black effect, yeah. That's all, that's all audio. That's all audio only. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But they have, they have some YouTube content that may or may not be valuable. You got to understand, a lot of times when I speak to people... And, you know, like, like we, we pay guests, we we're open to buying content, but a lot of times you speak to someone and it's like, oh, okay, they have all these dope interviews and we consider buying the catalog and it's like, okay, do you have release forms? Nah, but these are all the homies. Like, well, it's not really a conversation then. You yeah. Know, like we have, you know, when you sit down with me, you sign a release form. Yeah. We, we own it outright. You know what I'm saying? Um, so a lot of times people go and record all this stuff and they own all this cool shit, but they don't actually legally own it because they don't sign a release form. And that means that the person who did the interview could ultimately get it taken down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a whole thing. Like, are you, are you hustling or are you running a business? And a lot of times people are just hustling and they're looking at the quick money, you know? But, uh, I mean, we had a situation, I think it was, um, with Chanel West coast of all people. I just moved to LA and we did an interview with her and, um, she did a freestyle. Yeah. The freestyle came out, and then, you know, people were talking shit about the freestyle, like people do. Like, it wasn't anything particularly good. She did a freestyle on Vlad TV. On Vlad TV. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't particularly good or bad. It was, it was Chanel West Coast, right? So then she started hitting me and was like, yo, take this down. It's going to ruin my whole career. My mom is sick, and, you know, this is going to affect my mom. Like, like, it was all this weird shit. And I'm like, like it's already up. You know, this is 50. It already embedded in a bunch of other sites. Yeah. Embedded it. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I think you're overreacting, whatever. She got her lawyers to contact YouTube directly 
and get our shit taken down and file a strike against our channel. And we had to go and make a deal with a lawyer to take it down and never put it up and, and whatever else. And then that was the day I said, up oh, release forms from here on in. We're not we're not having anyone pull that shit with us ever again. No, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. And ever since that day, uh, I mean, you know, we, we we never had her on the show again, obviously. But, you know, it, it taught us a very important lesson that you got to have your business right. You know what I mean? You got to have not only, you know, you also have to register your stuff for copyright, you know, on certain occasions because yeah. people will take your shit and run with it. You know, our shit has shown up in weird documentaries and TV shows and stuff like that. And we've had our stuff laid out and it's like, I got owe some money for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we, we police our shit. You can't just go and repost our shit on, your, you know, like you could post a, a minute clip. But you're not going to repost the whole five, ten minute yeah. interview and you're not going to monetize. You know, and you could usually tell, like, the people who love their shit everywhere usually don't own their shit. Yeah. They're cool with having it everywhere because they don't care. But with us, it's like, yo, like, like, if it doesn't ultimately come back to us and we own the stuff, we don't really want it everywhere unless it's just a short clip or if we have a relationship with the person. Like, you could put up whatever you want and we'll never care. Yeah. You know? I addictive I say because I knew the media side of things in my trajectory and yeah. like I'm planning for 10 while you're planning for like six months yeah okay people always think like whenever there's a partnership you gotta you, tell you, somebody usually, like, usually yeah. after we stop posting you you are irrelevant but but whenever there's a partnership like, I can name five people that the moment they stop fucking with you I don't know if it was the same it is what it is. But the thing is that whenever there's any level of partnership, most times both parties feel like they're the reason for the success. Right? True. And that's just normal human nature. Like, I'm the reason why people were fucking with it. I'm the reason why this entity was popping or whatever else. So I'll go off and I'll be popping on my own. And sometimes that's true and sometimes it isn't. Right? Like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, Dame Dash had a lot of success with mm. Rockefeller. A lot of success. And a lot of the success was based on, on him. He signed Kanye. He signed Cameron. You know what I mean? Like, like he was an integral part of that entity. But when the partnership broke up, you saw what Jay-Z did and you saw what Dame Dash did. You can't really compare the two. It's not really a shot at Dame Dash, but you just you look at the reality of it. Where is Jay and where is Dame? So where was the talent in that partnership? True. Right? It, it, it's, it's undeniable where the talent was. And, and, you know, sometimes the talent is in both parties and everyone comes up and, and you know, they're still, they're still neck and neck. But a lot of times there's usually one really talented person. Sure. And when that other person crosses them or they have a falling out or there's a fuck you or whatever else and they're no longer even friendly with each other and they go their separate ways and, you know, information stops getting passed and, 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 and people are totally doing their own thing. That's when you really see the where the talent was and where the energy was. Like I play the ignorant online person who talks about Vlad. Go for it. Content on there, and then I, I'd gotten a piece of audio with Charlemagne and Buffy the Body were going at it on his radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put I put him on there, and I remember he called me. Was like, yo, thank. You. I remember I was in Brazil at the time. He's like, yo, man, thank you. Like everyone's calling me about this mixtape, whatever. And that's how we established our relationship. And then later on, when he came to New York, 
uh, you know, we just continued that relationship, and, and you could see the old Charlemagne interviews on Vlad TV from like 2008, 2009. You know, before the, you know, I remember at one point he got fired. Yeah, remember yeah, he went to like Philly. Yeah, we were yeah, fucking yeah, with yeah. him. He got fired from Philly. He came back to New York. We were still fucking with him even before his job. And he got on the Breakfast Club. We kept fucking with him. Um, everyone, man, Adam's been on my show. Sean Cotton's been on my show. Like, you know, um, everyone who hasn't gone out of their way to try to diss me and, and try to somehow do this weird competition, because I've always felt like, why aren't you competitive like that? Because, because when one person wins, the other people in the game don't lose. It's not a race. Like, we're not all in the same fucking field. You know what I mean? Like, like we all have our own audience that we built up organically. Like, if someone watches academics, it doesn't mean that they watch Vlad TV less. It's just, you got your audience, I got audi- my audience, and I've always felt that if we fuck with each other, we'll all do better together. You but, know? But not everybody believes that. Well, and, not and, everyone's a business person, though. No. Like, it, it, it comes down, it really comes down to that. Like, like, it really comes down to that, is that not everyone is a business person. They're not interested in building a business. They're not interested in making tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars. They're not interested in creating a legacy, multi-generational wealth, that type of thing. They're just hustling. You know, I mean, you see it a lot with, like, the... You know, some like the old school hip hop dudes who are used to getting advance checks all the time. Mm-hmm. They're just chasing that advance check. And once they get that check, then they, they ball out or whatever else. Yeah. But they're not, I've never taken an advance check for anything. Like, I've owned everything. You know, so it's like, when I walk, there is no walking away and leaving content behind. Like, I own everything. Vlad, the reason why I ask you this is especially this. And I've been so, like, just fucking keen on this. It's almost like I feel like I'm going to war again. And I'm always going to war on whatever I feel is like this passion yeah, like for me at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just me, that's right? That's you, yeah. And, and as you say, like, hey, why am I threatened by academics? When yeah. if you watch academics, that don't mean you're not going to watch me. Right. Fucking BP. I said this about, like, even the nominees. And, and I've talked to you. I've talked to Adam about it. Right. You guys give no fucks. And, and it's not that I care that much, but I am noticing something. And you have to notice that, too. The reason why you're not nominated, we're talking about platform, hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You're not nominated, I'm not nominated, Adam's not nominated, Say Cheese not nominated. Mm-hmm. There's no real hip-hop platforms who are really moving stuff nominated. Yeah. The reason why, if you ask me, BT has that for newer platforms. They're, these days, they're not really creating content in the hip hop sphere. BT, yes, not, not at all. Yeah. So, 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 so they, it's out of self survival to not nominate the people who are. You understand that, right? Yeah. Or you know, I mean, I, I don't know who who lobbies for those slots. You know, what I mean, I don't know. Like, it's interesting that Hip Hop DX is getting nominated after they got acquired by was it Warner? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they got. A, I believe it's Warner. I might be wrong, but I think it's Warner. But it, it's interesting. Now they're in that system. Now they're nominated. Um, you know, and, and I know Tommy, and it's not a shot at Tommy. I'm just saying that when you look Vlad, at numbers, the Vlad, numbers this, are the numbers. This, this, this <laughs> you know, the numbers Yo, Vlad, are the numbers. It, it, it Vlad, is what it is. I call you, you're the OG of this, this whole shit because you came, like, you, you've predated me, like, so, by so far. You know, I, I love the fact that, you know what I mean, you're thriving as much as you, you do. But also... I feel like it is my job to be a little scrappy. Like, come on. 
Hip Hop DX rewrites a bunch of articles about what people on Vlad TV talks about. We show up like, on Hip Hop DX quite a bit, yeah. I show up on Vlad, uh, on, on, on Hip Hop DX. Right, exactly. Hey, uh, academics did this, academics said this, academics has talked about right. this, posted this. Right. Regurgitation. Hot new hip hop was nominated. They, they don't create content. I, I like a lot of people over there, but truth. I'm just saying. Like, it's, it's no shot. I'm just saying they don't create content. So, so to have, you know, to have someone who creates content that everyone all these all these platforms all consume it, but we don't get nominated, I mean, it, it is but, what it but, is. But do you understand the mindset that it's not even about the nomination. It's about self-survival for some of these platforms. Yeah. That's, that's why, like, even now, I'm so happy to even sit across from you and just even be on this platform. We talk a lot. People don't know we talk a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes people bring your name up thinking, like, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to hate on Vlad. No, Vlad... Yeah. Vlad has done something in this game and has stood for something, and he has pioneered a path of new media that I enjoy, that I have taken part in, that I have put my own dent, my own mark, I've brought my own branch, Adam, Sean Cotton, mm -hmm. other people like that, that yeah. it, would, it, it would hurt us to just be like, hey, go and have Vlad. The P and I said, I said to Adam too, I said, there's been moments I've gone at you, and sometimes it's petty. But in reality, the biggest people who are against us, or like the biggest enemy, if we have to say it's an enemy, it's the people who see the the, the, the mere fact that, and you, I think you said this to me once, me, you, Adam, and people in that new realm of media, we're the new BT, the new MTV, the new yeah. H1. Right. So what do you think BT's thinking? If we're a newer version of them in a digital space, why would they award us? Why would they recognize us if we are probably robbing them of eyes and ears and minds? Yeah, I mean, if they were smart, they would embrace us and try to figure out what we do and see if we could, you know, I'm so, and try to help out what they're doing because on the, on the YouTube side, they're not existent. Um, you know, when's the last time you've seen a BET clip go viral? Period. I don't even know what content they make. I don't even know what they make. Yeah, I mean, they have a few shows here and there and so forth, but it's not I really the shows. Have no idea. Yeah, like, like you have no idea because people don't really watch TV like that. And they're not really creating, like I said, like, like we tailor stuff to our audience. Like our most important thing is not the guest, it's our audience. Mm -hmm. You know, our 5 million rough whatever YouTube subscribers is what I cater to. I know who they are, I know their demographic. I know what they'll, you know, I'll know a, how much a clip, how many views a clip will do before I drop it. Like I, I could eyeball it and see, okay. You could almost gauge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really? could be like, okay, this will do 100, this will do a million, this will do, you know, tens of millions, like, you know, this will flop. And and as I'm putting it out, you know, I, I, I could even say, okay, in this whole interview, it'll do a, a total of two, three million views. You know, like, I've done it long enough to, to be able to do that. How engaged are you? So I, I was talking to Adam, and, and I don't know, like, I, I I was thinking, and I've thought ever since I've talked to Adam, like, am I at a rut where, but I, I would ask you that even before me, because you've been doing this hip-hop shit for such a long time. Of course, you do other stuff, right? Like, you know, we've seen you kind of, like, you do stocks, you do mm -hmm. other things, but yeah. you have planted your flag, like, Vlad TV hip-hop. Vlad TV content for the generation that enjoys hip-hop, whether yeah. it's current or not. Yeah. How involved or how, like, you know, because I, I've looked at myself recently, and, I, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm having this conversation openly. 
I don't know if I'm too obsessive about like what I do. Like, how involved are you? Like, in in terms of like, you know, you're you're giving us great pieces of content. You're yeah. building this. Well, this company's already amazing. But how like involved are you in terms of like thinking about? Oh, hey, I'm gonna go get this content that's this gonna do this and it's gonna push this forward every, every day. Really? You can't name me one successful company that doesn't have one obsessive human being at the center of it. Like I have OCD. I found this out recently. Obsessive compulsive. Like you know, what I mean, like I'm checking. I'm always like checking stats, checking numbers, everything else like that. Vlad, I feel like I sent you off. After, you know, <laughs> uh, I, Vlad obviously had his own way of checking metrics. I fucking tell Vlad one day, I'm like, yo, Vlad, you are the biggest hip hop media company in terms of YouTube consumption, and I fucking show him Social yeah, Blade. Yeah, I think so. And I could imagine, yo, Vlad is probably on Social Blade going crazy these days. And and, and and I could tell you compile probably everyone's numbers to be like yeah yeah wow yeah. that's fucking right yeah I, I, I did yeah when you said that I actually ran the numbers between like Breakfast Club Genius everybody everybody, you know, everybody. and and I actually I, it was interesting to see kind of the breakdown of it all but we were we were in the top but then again we also break stuff down more so than than everyone else like everyone else will usually just put out a, one long clip and call it a day we'll we'll break it down you know a Boosie interview will go for a month and a half sometimes, you know, 40-something clips. Oh, those are great. You know, and if you're a member, you can get the whole thing on day one, five bucks a month. Yeah. You know, and that drives a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the, the memberships and so forth. But, you know, we just, we break stuff down and we understand that each clip, if you title it a certain type of way and, and you roll it out a certain type of way, it'll it'll snowball. And then by the very end, when you drop the full interview, that'll do its big numbers and, and so forth. I mean, like I said, we started out doing one clip a day. Right now, we're doing eight or nine a day, every day, plus two flashbacks, flashbacks, plus uh, you know a full interview. So sometimes, ten, eleven clips a day. Saturday, Sundays, holidays. You know, what I'm saying like that. Yeah. That's that's the one thing about my staff. Like uh, you know, before they get hired, I, I explain to them that you know you have paid vacation, but you don't have holidays off. So you know what I'm saying? Explain So so they they could get paid vacation if they use the vacation days, right? But like, but they don't automatically get Christmas off. Mm. They can use a vacation day for Christmas, but they don't automatically get Christmas off because we're open on Christmas. We're open on New Year's. We're we're open. We're open on Easter. Is the media 